Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design and Development. Today on the show, we have Don Gleason. His company is called Achieve New Heights, and he's a career transition coach. He's been in this business now for six years. And he was just telling me about a very powerful, powerful story of him working with some military vets. So Don, would you mind sharing that with us? You bet. And I, I love to always share my tagline. It kind of gives the intro, intro, introduction piece. There is a career transition coach trying to help them find the job or the career that energizes them and the life that fulfills them. What I found is this, doing the research, working with military, I'm a 27-year Air Force veteran, ended up retiring as colonel, and I took care of a lot of my people. And so when I see them struggling with a different area, I still want to try to fix it. And 22 military and veterans are committing suicide every day. Now, there's just some people say 17, some people say 27, but it's somewhere in that area without getting locked into the number. And that's way too many. And the number one ideation, the number one reason people are talking about for suicide is career transition. A lot of people came straight out of high school, went into to the military, came out of college, went into the military like I did. Now, I was I had interviewed for some positions then, but I didn't get any. So I went, it was 1982, the height of the, re the recession in Reagan's first year. And uh, so I joined the service. Now, it was going to be four years period. And I was going to get out and have a real job, as they say. But I stayed for 27 because I just loved what I was doing. But when I retired in 09, I felt that same peace. A lot of military and veterans feel that they're alone in the process and that they're unique. Certainly, everybody else knows how to do this. Why am I the guy who doesn't know how to do it? And it really is that everybody's going through the same process. So what I do is work with them to make sure that they don't feel alone and that help them through the process. So are you teaching them what it's like to go on a real interview, what it's like to kind of have the experiences? I do. I, I have a three-phase kind of focus. One is figuring out what you want to do next. Most of them, military told them what they were going to do based upon what they call the ASVAB, the Armed Forces Vocational Aptitude Battery. And it takes a whole series of questions that gives them the propensity of what they're good at, right? Skills, interests, all that kind of stuff. So they put them in a job based upon the needs of the military. Um, so they, it may or may not be what they really like to do, but they did it because they served the greater need. So what do you want to do now that you're getting out? Number two is network to figure out what is it really like in a company, like with that job? Just because we call it project management in the military doesn't mean that's what project managers do on the outside, on the civilian sector. So making sure that it's truly what you want to do. And then exactly what you just talked about, I call that selling your value. What do you put in your resume and in your LinkedIn profile? What stories do you tell in the interview to catch the, the listener's attention? It's important that to note, and it goes back to Simon Sinek and start with why, we make decisions with our emotion side of our brain, and we justify them with the intellectual or analytical side of our brain. So we've got to be able to tell them stories that resonate with them to show our capabilities. And that's why I work with them on. So you're helping them show their find their capabilities and explore the next part of their journey. Can you share a, a success story of one of these vets you helped that went on to really find his passion? You bet. One I love is a gentleman named Aaron. He came out of the service as a lieutenant colonel. He had been a meteorologist. <clears throat> but when we started talking about what he really wanted to do, because he, he was thinking that you're going to be a TV meteorologist, but you could tell as we were talking, it was kind of like, this isn't resonating. Go back to the tagline. This is not going to be the job that energizes him. 
And I said, so tell me what you did. And we had a long conversation, but came down to tell me what you did that you really loved. He goes, well, that's easy. I was the meteorologist assigned during the oil field disaster at the horizon out in the Gulf that had spilled millions and millions of gallons of, of crude. And they had a three-star General Henri who was in charge of trying to clean that up. So he was giving a lot of different details about the, the sea movements and the water movements and what was happening down in the ocean based upon his meteorology knowledge. But it was from emergency emergency management perspective. So we spent a lot of time and you, you could see the shift in his body. You could see the shift in his voice. And we started talking about that. It was so different than I want to be a meteorologist on TV. You almost got the feeling it's like, wow, right? But when he started talking about emergency management, he, put, he put, peeped up and he got excited and he started talking faster. It was like, you seem to really like that. He goes, oh yeah, if I could do that, man, I would love it. So we said, so let's figure out how would we do that? Where, what kind of organization does those things? Well, about, it took him from the time he finally got accepted to get started as a GS-14 in the Department of Homeland Security. Last year, it took about four months because they were continuing to negotiate, get to, get to the right level and get him in the system and stuff. But he started, I think, in February, full-time as a GS-14, and he is loving it. And he worked a job where he can be in D.C. one week a month and be in San Antonio the rest of the time, three-plus weeks a month, and, and working from home. So it really fits him very, very well, and he's just excited. So that has been a neat, but I had to take him back again to what do you really want to do? What excites you? How do we figure that out? Now let's figure out how to sell your value. And it worked out very, very yeah, well. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. How many clients are you normally working with at the same time? So I've had a nonprofit over the last three years, and we've been working particularly with military and veterans and spouses. We've had 97 go through the program we had. And we're, when I say go through, they're not through the program until they get the job that they're really looking for. It may be a stepping stone, but it's the job that's exciting them and, and helping them I'll come back to the life that fulfills them peace. So 97, then we had another 57 that were in the program and working through. And I have and I worked with other people through other programs. So I've probably definitely about 112 people in the last three years helped to get through that process. Yeah, this work seems very rewarding. Oh, it is. It is. I was just at a, a conference this week called the Society of American Military Engineers, the Joint Engineer Training Conference, SAME, JETSI. And I had several people walk up to me and say, hey, I just want to... I remember your name. I see the face. I haven't closed the loop with you. You helped me. One person was 12 months, one was 15, one was 18. And they said, you helped me change my mindset about what I wanted to go for, just like I did with this gentleman, Aaron. And they said, I, I got the job I was looking for. I am so happy. I'm working with a great team. The values are right. The leadership is right. And I just want to tell you thanks. I, I've been thinking about you and wanting to tell you. I just, it's never on the top of my list. But now that you're here, thank you. And they're going to do some testimonies for me on LinkedIn to, just to, that I can, I can use for that. So oh, that, that made me, I was riding a cloud when I heard those things. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So how did you end up starting this business? It goes back to that piece of serving 27 years in the military. And I got to be a squadron commander three times and a group commander once. And I just really learned about leadership and leadership is about getting to know your people and helping your people. When I was a squadron commander, I saw a lot of enlisted folks who wanted to become officers and they, they would be really good officers, 
So we sat down and we talked and we figured out how to get them into that process. And I had a hundred percent rate of being able to get them into the officer. I can't remember what they call it now, but the, the Ascension program from enlisted to officer and they, they got their commission at a hundred percent rate of helping people. <clears throat> that was so satisfying to see them go. And again, that job that energizes them, they were really using your skills and your passions to support the mission and the way they wanted to do it. And so, so from, from there, it was a natural step as I thought, as I got out of the service and saw so many people frustrated. And, and I had a really good transition. When I thought I was going to get out at four years, like I said, I was going to, I got in the service four years period, no way I was going to stay any longer. And then I stayed for 27 because I got to do things that I just absolutely loved. But every step of the way, I kept thinking, well, I'm going to get out now. I'm going to get out at eight years and get out at 10, get out at 12, get out at 15. Finally, I stayed to 20 and I said, I'm on rank, I'm on path for Colonel. Why don't I keep going? I was looking at the retirement and all those things. So I stayed for 27, was able to utilize the post 9-11 GI Bill for my daughter and help my sons who had had some debt pay off some things. So it was, was beneficial. And so it was really that process of taking care of people, wanting to continue to take care of them. It, I, as a, my personality that I am, I can't walk away from people who are struggling that are in my peer group. So what would your advice be to some of our listeners who are maybe struggling to figure out what to do next or find their, find work that they're passionate about? Yeah, I, I guess I would tell them, not, don't do it alone. I just got off a, a coaching call with a young man and he says, I have no, I have no recall of what I did, say in the military or in previous job. I just, when I think about it, I can't think about it. I can't bring those memory chips up. And I said, well, let's talk about your subconscious. Everything is stored in your subconscious. What you need is the right trigger to pull it out. And we went through a couple of examples, like think about when your wife sends you to the store, I want you to pick up these five things and you get to the store and you pick up four of them and you're like, what was it that she said? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden maybe it pops up or maybe you just let your mind relax and you go start looking around a little bit. Oh yeah, that was it. And, and the mind will, will come up and do that. So what we just did was, let's talk about this particular job you had. What was the real problem that you faced? It took us about five minutes, but we were able to recall almost enough stuff of what was the situation that the organization was struggling with? What was the cost of that situation? What was the solution he brought forward? How did that impact the mission of the organization? We used the STAR method, situation, task, action, result. In five minutes, we took that bullet, built one out that now tells that emotional story that will resonate with a hiring authority, a recruiter or a hiring authority, so that they see that they're qualified. But before then, he couldn't, he couldn't think of that recall. So we have to train ourselves to pull that out or rely on somebody else like a coach like me to have the right questions to help them, the trigger to pull that information out. So that's why I say, don't do it alone. To sit down and try to write your resume and think of all those things you did over the last 27 to 35 years, it's, it's hard. But if you have the right person helping you, it can, it can work through fairly well. So Don, if our listeners wanted to reach out to you for your services or just to learn more, how could they do so? Yeah, two things. I have a website, AchieveNewHeights.com, just like it spells, Achieve New heights.com. I love the my logo picture is a picture of a mountain and I had just imagined people walking up the hill. I want them to go in their life to ever higher excitement, ever higher experiences, ever higher promotion rates. But also uh, use that same thing for my email address, don 
Gleason, G-L-E-A-S-O-N, at AchieveNewHeights.com. Well, thank you, Don, for being on the show. Yeah, and if I could, I can use LinkedIn, too, to search up Don with a middle initial L in Gleason. I'm the only one with a middle initial L. And I, I do a lot of my work through, through LinkedIn, helping people. I think that's so important that we, it's a job search site, but it's also a professional development site. And it's really a yeah. good platform. Well, thanks, Don. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design and Development. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thank mm-hmm. you.